Hi, Marys. Hey, Marys. Happy end of summer. Yes, it is the end of summer. It's it's September. It is September. It is Labor Day weekend. Mm. It is. Uh, I I love this time of year because I think that the summer drives me insane. Oh, it does. Especially in New York, the summer drives me nuts. Mm. I definitely like go a little off kilter, and okay. by like mid end of August, I kind of retreat to like. I'm just going to wait this shit out. Really? Oh, yeah. So I'm the opposite because of how I had started my career. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, summer was when I was happiest. Right. And when I could see people and do things. And so the end of August means to me uh, sadness. Yeah. Well, it, that's that thing that a lot of us start to grow out of in college. But if you teach, then you maintain that schedule. Right. And it took me about a year or two of like, oh, September is really not that different from August in terms of things. Yeah, I mean, well, especially now with like like climate change, I feel like the summer is shifting into. September. Remember when the ozone was a thing? <laughs> I couldn't. I, it was like bubbling out. It was like come back. Yeah. Remember when the ozone was a thing? Yeah. It's always something. <laughs> it's always something. Hairspray. <laughs> So, but yeah, so like with, with climate change, uh, yeah, I feel like the summer shifts. So, uh, you know, August is now into late September. Yeah, no, totally. Like I feel like. September's hot. Yeah, it's not over. Right. But it the edge comes off just a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I mean, pe- more people are working harder. Summer mm-hmm. Fridays are over. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah. people are, aren't going away as much, mm-hmm. in at least in this side of the country. Yeah, I am not super well versed in like Ayurveda, but there is an idea of different body types, like whether you're a, a pitta or a vata and there's another one i think i'm a vata i'm a i'm a fiery type are you <laughs> yeah i'm a summer um and so you know but there's all these different ideas of like if you're a certain type there's certain ways you should eat and certain ways that like types of exercise you should do and ways you shouldn't do it's kind of like do you run hot do you run cold it's all these different ideas gotcha. and, and i feel like whichever one i am doesn't do well in the summer oh really yeah 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 Oh, um, man, Mary, I yeah. just, what is it about me? I, I, I know why. I, I, I am a summer person. Mm-hmm. I, I need to live in a climate that's sunny all the time, I've decided. But, you know. I, San Diego. New York is fabulous. So. Yeah, it's all right. I just don't want a car. I don't want a fucking car. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. I mean, you could move to Sacramento. You don't need a car there. In the sack. In the sack. The sack. Yeah. Hey, the sack. <laughs> I'll be back in the sack. I think... Actually, I don't know what I don't know if I'll be back in the sack anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Sounds funny. I am back in the sack. Maybe in November. Maybe for Thanksgiving. All right. Yeah. Well, you know, why don't we uh, why don't we tell our Marys what they're listening to? We have a special episode yeah. t- this week. This is a summer tidbits episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage, Summer Tidbits mm. uh, of All Right Mary. All Right Mary. All Right Mary. Yeah. Uh, which is, of course, our podcast dedicated to all things Drag Race, the world of Drag Race, and the paradigm that RuPaul has created with this little beady beady TV show. And Summer Tidbits. And Summer Tidbits. <laughs> We're kind <laughs> and of... And Summer Not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. thanks, James Mansfield. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, <laughs> <He shape-shifted>. <laughs> um, no I, we, we decided, Mary's, uh, I'm Johnny, by the way, uh, we decided that we wanted to kind of cap off our summer with Drag Race Thailand 
with kind of a nuanced episode, just kind of catch our breath before we move on into the fall and all of our fall projects start up again and things like that. Uh, and we just kind of wanted to catch up. I just got back from Barcelona. Oh, are you saying it with a TH now? Oh, Barcelona. By the way, this is Colin. I don't think we got to the intro. So. No, we sorry. Um, but yes, uh, yes, you just got back. And so uh, the last few episodes of Drag Race Thailand were a bit pre-recorded. That's right. And so we're kind of getting back on our normal, you know, live schedule. Yeah. So then we're going to catch up on a couple of things we may have missed chatting about in august sure some things that have happened in our lives that we want to talk about yeah um and just kind of like have a casual clean out with you marys before we get into dragula yeah and um you know drag con is right around the corner she's racing towards us we hope that um you know many of you are gonna go and and check it out yeah uh we Con and I have been throwing around the idea of having um, kind of like a meet and greet with some of our listeners. Yeah, as they say, and you've got mail. Should we meet? Um. Oh my God! Oh my God! Meg Ryan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll have what he's having. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Matron alum Tom Hanks. There you go. Um, yeah. So um, yeah, we've been kind of throwing around this idea of like. You know, having a bit of a live episode or a meetup or just something where we're all in person together. But we kind of want to get a sense before we put our party dress on. Right. Of like, what kind of RSVP situation are we looking for? Yeah, like we are all gung-ho about booking a space and like making this a thing. But, you know, if... If people are just kind of like, eh, I just want to listen to you. Yeah. Or I'm busy that weekend. Right. You know, let us know. Please let us know. You can reach out to us uh, via email at allrightmarypodcast at gmail.com um, and let us know if, like, this is something that you want. I think we'll put a poll on Twitter yeah. or something. Yeah, we'll do that um, too. To, like, see if people are around on that Friday night. We're planning it that Friday night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, not the Saturday or Sunday, but uh, that that. Friday night to have an event uh, like uh, around seven yeah, towards like, the end. Yeah, after you wouldn't have to miss anything at DragCon. We do it after. And this. that being said, if we don't end up doing that whole kind of event, we'll still do a meetup. So if you still oh, want right. to just like meet us and chit chat and, yeah. you know, whatnot and be called Mary in person, like that's still going to happen. <laughs> We're just trying we'll to wave f- a hanky at you. Yeah. Oh, completely. <laughs> We're just trying to figure out if we want fries with that. You yeah. Know? Right. We're just trying to go deluxe. Right. Like, you know, if this is a big event, you know, we're mm-hmm. we're thinking of putting some money into this mm-hmm. and and getting some merch and yeah. and, give, and have some giveaways and do some trivia games and things like that mm-hmm. or uh, p- perhaps having a special guest perform Maybe. along with us. Maybe. Uh, a couple. Um, so oh, t- let us know if you're interested. Uh, if this is something we certainly want to invite our fellow podcasters oh, like yeah. uh, the Squirrel Friends, like Grizzly Kiki, mm-hmm. um, that are in town to just kind of come and, and party with us. Yeah, um, so, I, I hope. I was gonna say, I hope the other uh, Drag Race podcasts are gonna be there. Yeah. at least you know the ones who are more local. I hope Nick can come in from Pittsburgh right. and get Bears repeating folks for can come sure. In. Um, it'd be great. Like it's when we met Nick and Amanda last year. It was like, oh. ugh. It uh, was like that was the whole reason I went to DragCon. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, we basically like <laughs> barely went back with that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was like, do we have to? Can we just hang out and have drinks? Exactly. Yeah. 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 And fries and mozzarella uh, sticks. It was... Oh my god, those mozzarella sticks. <gasps> when I dropped the marinara, when you dropped the marinara sauce. I don't. Didn't think... I yell at you? Maybe. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. I was like, anyways, yeah. Marys, let us know. Uh, we want to know if you are interested in coming to and would be willing to come to a free All Right Mary kind of casual uh, live event or a meet and greet or something like that. Uh, we would totally do a live episode there. Yeah. Um, but if it's you know going to be like ten people, we'd rather just like 
Kiki and Tom. Because then we can just hang out. Drink. Yeah, we just hang out for a few hours. Yeah. Um, so let us know. Um, but yeah, so that's DragCon. That's coming up. I'm yeah. excited. The other thing that's coming up is Bushwig. Yes. Um, which I'm going to, uh, a good friend of mine is performing at Bushwig, Chantal Cocorico. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I'm really excited about Bushwig. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be a great event. I know Sasha Valore and Alaska are performing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be a really great lineup. Uh, some queens we've talked about before, some yeah. we don't know. Right. Um, yeah. So, uh, if you are going to Bushwig, let us know. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. if you're going to be performing there, let us know even more. Totally. Yeah. yeah. We'd love to give you a plug or if you want to uh, come on the podcast and talk about it, we'd love yeah. that too. Yeah. Yeah. For mm-hmm. sure. Um, so yeah, that's kind of some drag news. Mm-hmm. Uh, any other drag news going on? I mean, there's certainly uh, there's certainly stuff we can get into. Bef- Should we wake up to it? Or? We, yeah. Before, <laughs> we, before we wake up to that, you know, while we're kind of doing a little bit of business i do just want to mention since we ha- i have the mary's ear um i, I am as the when this episode comes out um my part three of cherishing valerie on, mm. in the details will be coming out which is of course my uh three-part series on the comeback your ode my ode to valerie cherish yes. um and it's been i've just it's it's been a lot of fun it's been a lot of work it's been uh i've i've learned about the com- the comeback in whole new ways i have such a deeper appreciation for mm. what everybody involved with that project is doing right um and i know we've talked about the comeback a number of times we love it. i mean and what colin doesn't even know is while he was doing all of this i have been watching the comeback over and over and over because mm-hmm. those episodes are so short you just put them on mm-hmm. yeah and every i mean i've now watched because i've been just focusing on season one right i've probably now watched every every episode of season one in the last few weeks at least five or six times Mm. and every single time there's some new little thing i noticed there's some new little like glance or expression or gesture that like of course says ten thousand things sure um so yeah so if you are a fan of the comeback and you want to hear me queening out about it you should go check out my podcast in the details and you can find all three parts of cherishing valerie yes yes fabulous um but that being said Let's talk about it may be somewhat old news now, but right. let's just let's just weigh in a little on Pearlgate. Yeah, Pearlgate. Pearlgate. <laughs> on the pearly gates of Pearlgate. Uh the pearly gates of Pearlgate. You yeah. know, um, so Pearl was on Hey Queen for those uh, everybody knows now, but everybody Pearl knows. was yeah. Pearl was on um Hey Queen um and uh came out and kind of talked about her behavior on the show. RuPaul's and, behavior. Well no Oh, you mean how she was reflect, acting and why. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Kind mm-hmm. of reflecting on her behavior and why she was kind of over it, quote mm-hmm. unquote. Yeah. Um and it, it was this interaction she had with RuPaul where RuPaul said uh, she well basically the cameras weren't rolling and, mm-hmm. and Pearl said like oh my god I love you so much everything that you would say to like your icon or yeah. something um, and then RuPaul said when those cameras aren't rolling nothing you say matters yeah yeah none of it none of this matters when if those cameras aren't rolling and yeah, yeah. so Pearl basically shut down after that because yeah. who wants to hear that from their icon mm-hmm. and and she is chimed in and a bunch of other drag queens have kind of chimed in and uh, for the most part and maybe you've heard otherwise but um, for the most part most of the drag queens that were on drag race that have spoken up about this at least what I've read mm-hmm. um were like that was not my experience with RuPaul mm-hmm. um and the, the ones that were like I can see how that happened, but uh, Courtney Act had some wisdom and was just basically like, yeah, there's the RuPaul that shows up to work, mm-hmm. and then there's RuPaul, your icon, and you have to learn to separate the two because yeah. you are working with RuPaul who is showing up for a paycheck mm-hmm. and needs everything to be fucking fantastic. Yeah. And so if you're going to be in your feelings, you know, 
you have every right to be in your feelings, but that's on you. Mm -hmm. I think it's a, um, it's a tricky situation because, um, yes, like RuPaul is producing in and starring in a hit television show and has to, you know, help get it right. And, um, you know, yeah, it's his job. It's, it's work and it's a lot of work. Excuse me. Um, and I think it sort of conflicts with what this show means to a lot of the queens and obviously a lot of the fans. And so it's really hard when you when something means something personal to you, but the creator of it, it's something professional to them. Sure. And it's allowed to be. I, you know, I think there's, I have my own opinions on how we should be interacting with each other in this world. Right. And obviously, you it's know, just like if somebody says beautiful things to me, mm-hmm. I should validate them. You right, know what I mean? Right. And I think that there is, I think that RuPaul is has been such a a, a vocal um, I want to say a vocal voice. He's spoken out about Hollywood and about how people behave in Hollywood and how they treat each other. And I think he really sees that world for what it is, and has been obviously in the entertainment industry for a long time. And I I do I do feel like that kind of behavior exists a lot in Hollywood, mm. and I feel like it's I don't know. It's a uh, I wonder. I'd, I and I, I don't mean this in a shady way, but I, if I had the opportunity to ask RuPaul, I'd love to say, I'd love to ask him about the difference, right, yeah. between being professional and being a diva, right? Because I think people can, conf- you know, they conflate the two. Sure. Um, but I guess you know? I mean it's it's when you meet your idol, it's never going to be the way that you want it mm-hmm. to. And I always think about, you know, even the conversations that like uh, Bob the drag queen and and other drag queens have had about. Uh, like when a fan comes up and wants their picture with you mm-hmm. and you're like, no. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're this monster mm-hmm. and it's like, you know what? I'm not a monster. I'm just like, look, it's not, this isn't about you right yeah. now. I'm a human being. Exactly. And it's like, and now's so, the time. And so RuPaul's like, okay, the cameras weren't on. Like, I I mean, like we're at work. Like mm-hmm. you sh- like know this. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, you know, having spent so much time in the comeback, it's also recognizing is like that is the nature of this beast. Sure, it's like, but Pearl, I don't excuse this, you know. I don't, and I don't. I, I mean, I, I, I empathize with how she's feeling. Oh, absolutely. I think I'd be feeling the same way, but I think at the same time, it's like, but you guys are you're filming a reality TV show, and one of the keys of a reality TV show is capturing those moments on camera. Right. And I, it's it's that thing of like, we love this show. We get all these amazing human moments and these connecting moments and these people opening up. But the only reason we get all those is because they're on camera. Yeah. And so, it, you know, it's never going to be organic on reality TV. It's no, just it's not. not. It's not real. And we just are getting more and more of a glimpse of that. And right. it's a kind of disillusioning moment. Sure. And it's hard. It's, yeah. it's a hard pill to swallow. You know, I, and I obviously am not in Pearl's position and I think she's a fierce fucking queen. Mm-hmm. But like, how sad is it that she let that moment kind of just like ruin the rest of maybe her experience on the show yeah. when she could have acted a different way. She could have responded differently and and yeah. maybe maybe d- did something different. What do you think she could have done differently? Well, I mean, you take something like that and you don't let it bother you. So instead of acting flase da, you, 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 okay, fine, that's you over there. You're an asshole. And I'm still going to act fierce because I'm on camera and this is my career. Mm-hmm. But instead, she chose to allow that to kind of intrude on her drag race experience. Yeah. I think being in the pressure cooker makes it hard to yeah. oh my God. make those decisions. I, I wouldn't even yeah. p- 
put it against Pearl. Mm-hmm. But I, I will say that, uh, and not even her age, but just it might just come with experience. Just this idea of like, well, you have to know when to like block fucking negativity out because mm-hmm. maybe that was some negativity from RuPaul. She wasn't having a good day that day, you know, yeah. or maybe mm-hmm. it was something that Pearl did or said that she didn't like, you know, anything mm-hmm. that was out of Pearl's control. What she could control is her reaction. Yeah. Um, she filmed a follow-up video on her YouTube channel. It's worth watching just to get a little more perspective sure. on like, she just kind of gives some clarity to it. I think that she, um, you know, I think there's people react so strongly and they're like, that's it. Like, yeah, RuPaul's the worst. Cancel her. And it's like, right. I think Pearl kind of says like, I'm not saying that. I'm just <laughs> saying this is what happened and this is how it made me feel. Yeah. And I didn't plan on talking about it and I did. Um, and it was, it was a side of Pearl I had not seen before. And I was like, oh, I think I get you now. Okay. And that was kind of an interesting moment. Right. You know, when you, when you can finally see like that thing that Michelle's always pushing for, that human moment. Right. It was like, Who oh, I see you now. Right. Um, so I think that was a benefit from all of this was like, I feel like I got a better perspective. I also think that Pearl is in really good company with Queens like Courtney act mm-hmm. or Ben de la creme yeah. who were like, yeah, uh, I appreciate what I got from this, but I'm not going to act like there aren't things I would do differently. Right. You know? Sure. <clears throat> you know, and, and again, it comes down to like, people are very quick to just grab a pitchfork. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think we have to also keep things in perspective. It's like, mm-hmm but this is a reality show, right? Like we do know that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know. It, it's tricky. It's so, I think. Cause it could also not only be RuPaul. It could be a lot of producers. Could, I mean, granted RuPaul is not speaking out about a lot of things that she probably could be speaking out about, mm-hmm. but um, in the world and with drag Queens. But uh, in terms of like these story, story producers, mm-hmm. they're also producing RuPaul. Yeah. They're also editing that show. Yeah, no, totally. RuPaul is like, he, he is one person. He's not there at the editing booth. No, he's not there really, you know, producing the thing. It, it's his name on it. He's a part of it. Yeah. It's um, yeah. And I think, you know, one of the things I think about a lot is, you know, you kind of, step back from something like social media like I don't like I have Instagram but I don't really use it and I've I've decided that I don't like Instagram it's just not my I just find it exhausting that's like me with Facebook yeah and I yeah I've kind of you know Facebook is just like an archive of my life now and every time every once in a while I'll go in and like like something but um it made me think about you know RuPaul and I, I don't mean this to say as an excuse but he comes from a different time in that for so much of his career, there wasn't this like, you need to speak out about this. What's your point of view on this? Why aren't you talking about this issue? Like, that's a relatively new thing. Mm. You know, not, it's new in terms of you, you have this automatic platform to like speak out and sure. you're expected to. And I guess if I'm going to try to find some empathy, because, you know, I've gone back and forth about RuPaul over the past few months and, you know, it's, I don't fall out of love with him. I just question things. And, I feel like in this moment, I can also see him being like, you know what? Fuck this. Yeah. I'm too old for this shit. Right, right. And I can appreciate that because yeah. you know what? Social media isn't real. Sure. A lot of things happen on it, but it's not real. And this outrage culture of you need to speak out about this. They're not real dialogues. They're yeah. not real dialogues. Exactly. Yeah. And so I, I, I recognize that as well as that RuPaul's like, you think some tweet is going to make all the difference in the world? Sure. Um, you know, did you hear the um, the What's the Tea episode with Lady Bunny? Yeah, uh, I just started it. Oh, God. It's so good. I'm sure it is. I Lady just started Bunny. it. Lady Bunny hasn't come on yet. Oh. Oh, she's such a... I could listen to Lady Bunny for hours. Yeah. She's so goddamn smart. She is smart. And she she has an interesting perspective. Like, she... 
she kind of goes on a little bit of a rant of like all these people who think RuPaul is transphobic. It's like, you don't know the fucking half of right, it. Right. And I, uh, I think it's important to remember the, the iceberg of RuPaul underneath the last few years. Sure. You know, I mean, we don't know our, these celebrities. Mm-hmm. We think we do. We, we hear them. We want to. And you know, there's, there's a lot that we're not seeing. Yeah. Um, because if we saw everything, of of anybody of anybody of anybody mm-hmm. we would be crazed you know there's a, a very controversial podcast that i listen to it's based uh it's the audio of bill maher real time with bill maher on hbo mm-hmm. um he's very controversial there he has some really awesome guests which is why i like listening to him his mm-hmm. show um but uh recently on one of the shows they were talking about uh this idea of of social media and it's all versions of ourselves mm-hmm. it's not real it's it, they are not genuine it's all curated it's all curated mm-hmm. and if we actually showed who we all really were instead of who we wanted to be it would be a, a much different story yeah i think about what rupaul and michelle talk about about like there's the conversations they have with no one else listening right. in their own private space and they're not worried about whether they're being politically correct sure they're not worried if what they're saying is offensive right because you I think that that I think that if you have a certain level of self-awareness and you and you there's context like you know what I mean like I think there is a difference between someone having these like sort of private thoughts that turn into public trauma you know what I mean sure. like ooh catch that you know what right. I mean but there's a then there's also like and we do this sometimes of like let's just let our hair down yeah you know I think you know not that you're getting some fake version of us on here but like we are aware people are listening and we want to make sure we're speaking to them correctly. Yeah. But sometimes you got to just vent and I'm not going to do that on this podcast. Yeah. Right. And that's, you know, that's the goddamn truth of it. Well, because it's, uh, oftentimes it's, it's with passion and emotion Mm -hmm. and, and it's not really thought through. It's a hot take. a shot man yeah right i mean that's there you go there you yeah. go it's a hot take and yeah. sometimes i don't want to share those sometimes the hot takes are are, are dumb yeah sometimes yeah. they're too hot sometimes they're too hot yeah. oh burn my ass <laughs> <laughs> that's yada sophia that's my yada sophia, that's my yada sophia. Um, um yeah i uh, who knows who knows who the real paul who the real rupaul is who knows who the real pearl is yeah what we can do is celebrate the idea that this show is existing and what it has brought into this world. I mean, mm-hmm. there is a boom in gender, uh, in, in looking at gender, mm-hmm. right? At least considering it. At mm-hmm. least um, the trans movement is growing and that it is becoming more and more visible. I mean, there's a whole Broadway show about it. Yeah. There's so much that's happening um, all over the world. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Yeah, I, there's so much of like attacking RuPaul as a hypocrite or what about this? And then there's this, but you're not being real. And it's like, just fucking stop. Just, just leave him alone. Well, imagine the energy that we would have if mm-hmm. we put that towards something else. Yeah. It's right? like, like getting off the computer and, and mm-hmm. going and doing something like going and registering people to vote or going and mm-hmm. and, and, and protesting this and, and marching for this. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Attacking RuPaul is not doing anything productive it's not doing anything constructive you're not helping the movement she's not gonna hear you yeah and, and like yeah it's just n- nobody's mind gets changed in the comment section right you know oh exactly yeah yeah um, no i'm with you but anyway you know because every time rupaul posts something now someone will scores of people will comment oh, sure you know it this isn't real if the cameras aren't on it's like oh god you right. are 
You're, but you're going to tune in first when season 11 comes oh, out. Oh, I, I know. I know. And you're going to keep putting money in her paycheck. Exactly. You know what I mean? Or in her, in her pocketbook. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So yeah. anyway, my heart goes out to Pearl. Um, yeah. I think that her her sharing her story, it's sad and yeah. it was frustrating. But I'm also like, okay, let's look at the other side real quick mm-hmm. and, and, and see both sides. Yeah. Um, and, and she's no victim. She's fine. I, yeah, you know, she's fine. Yeah. One of the things she, she has said. She a great career. In, yeah, in her follow-up video, she said, I'd have a career even if I wasn't on Drag Race. Right. I'm convinced of that. So I'm not worried about that. You know? Yeah. Um, come on, Pearl. Yeah. Um, anyway. We uh, had Flazé Da. I mean, come yeah, on. Pearl, yeah. No, she's and, fine. Yeah. Is there yeah, something yeah. on my face? Right? <laughs> no, I mean, Pearl, you know, she'd be an interesting one when we do season seven to kind of revisit. Oh, I would love to. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love yeah. to revisit her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what What? What about Pearl? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, Anyway, I think we've yeah, we've covered good. that. Um, I w- want to shift a little bit. We, <clears throat> uh, Sister Mary Craig, had been strongly recommending a movie for multiple times, and with good reason, called the North Avenue Re- Irregulars. Oh, I have not seen it. And it was it's a like nineteen seventy nine like Disney family movie okay. about a group of like church ladies who have to band together to fight organized crime in their town. Fabulous, and you know. When he told us about it, I was like, oh, a Disney movie from the 70s. I was like, okay, all right. Well, you know, and was naming names. I was like, okay, I know some of them. I thought, okay, I'll, you know, it kind of, it didn't hook me under the ribs because I just kind of decided Ouch. what it was. That's kind of how I know I like something. His <laughs> little hook goes in there. Um, I know. Um, and so then, I, you know, that, well, so one of the stars, Barbara Harris, had passed away recently and Craig really recommended we watch it. And I said, you know what? Why don't I just say yes to life? Oh, I got to watch so it. So I watched it this weekend. Okay. You don't even know. Oh, I can't wait to watch it. You don't even know. All right. You don't even know. Okay, well, it's I don't. It's so goddamn good. It's so funny. The Okay. Cloris Leachman. Oh, she's fabulous. Is, ugh. Uh, uh, Barbara Harris is amazing. I mean, all, oh my God. And um, it has Matreon alum Edward Herman in it. Oh. Um, it has from the uh, the associate. Yes. Uh, and of course, Garmer Garps. Garmer Garps. Uh, it, is, it is so, I just... It's definitely kind media. Okay. It made me feel good without being cheesy. Well, it's it Disney, it. right? No, that's what. You, but you think that, right? You think, oh, well, it's Disney, but it earns it. It yeah. completely. Okay, like, you'll good. see. You'll see the everything about it is kind. Um, it's great. I just, it's not hard to find. You can rent it on YouTube or probably Amazon. I can't recommend it enough for just the women just acting. I love women. Oh, so many women. <laughs> oh, great. Well, yeah. you know, if we're going to be raving about movies, um, when I was in Barcelona, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> uh, did you go to Ibiza? As uh, well? No, I didn't go to Ibiza. Oh, uh, um, That's too bad. <laughs> Um, no, when I was in Barcelona, my uh, my beach read mm-hmm. was Crazy Rich Asians uh-huh. by Kevin Kwan. Um, you know, say what you want. This was a great, great book. Mm-hmm. Um, th- the way I'll sum it up that I've heard uh, another podcaster sum it up as is it's kind of like a Cinderella story, mm-hmm. but that takes place, you know, on the other side of the world in Singapore. Mm-hmm. Um, and I... Uh, it was recommended to me by my coworker and by my very good friend, Sarah. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm just going to buy this. This is going to be my beach read. It'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, it was 500 pages. I'm like, Jesus. Aye, aye, but aye. each chapter is about, you know, six to 10 pages mm-hmm. and it takes place or each chapter is like through one character's eyes. It's like that. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, and it's, it's very, very funny. About a third of the way through, you realize that it is a, very very caustic satire mm. on this crazy rich uh lifestyle yeah um 
And there's lots of twists and turns, lots of surprises. And of course, I uh, went to go see the movie. The minute I landed, mm-hmm. uh, I, I was like, when is like when is it playing? Yeah. And so two hours after I landed. No, I went, in, in Barcelona, was it called uh, Loco Rico Asians? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Um, I didn't see any advertisements okay. for it when I was there. That's probably not even correct in oh Spain. God, Whatever. Terrible. <laughs> terrible. I'm just lumping languages together. Shut up, Mary. Anyway, so as soon as you landed. <laughs> as soon as I landed, I ran to the theater. The Cineplex Odeon. Um, this, and I went to go see Crazy Rich Asians, mm-hmm. um, the Hollywood version. Now, Mary's run to go see this movie. It's great. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a Hollywood ending, and the satire is kind of taken out of it. Okay. Like the... Um, the it being bad to be that rich mm-hmm. isn't as much in the movie as it is in the book. Oh, that's interesting. Do you think that takes anything away or do you think it's just a different... It certainly takes it away. Like, mm-hmm. it's very Hollywood. And mm-hmm. and it makes sense because, you know, like, this very, very high-end, popular, Asian-centric movie, they don't want it to be that negative yeah. and mm-hmm. that, that much of a commentary. Right. You wouldn't want to have something this big... With this many Asian actors. Oh, and it's huge. Yeah, and then for it to be like lampooning Asian right. culture in right. sort of a, a malicious or, you know, vicious way. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if there's two reasons to go, well, three reasons to go see this movie. Um, the first is a character of Peck Lin. Um, she's Rachel's friend. Um, and she is hilarious in the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the second reason being the main character, Nick Young, is like, the sexiest man like in movies right now okay um, absolutely gorgeous um and the third is the soundtrack mm-hmm. the soundtrack is brilliant there's a lot of um it's a lot of like asian covers of either jazz standards or mm. pop songs oh, cool. and the one that i love the most is coldplay's yellow oh cool. um, that they mm-hmm. cover mm-hmm. uh coldplay originally didn't want them to do it and mm-hmm. didn't give them the rights but then the director wrote to coldplay directly and said like, and begged for it yeah because he's like this song i know that it it might seem weird because it's yellow right right could be like oh what are you but doing here? Yeah. He, the director uh he he insisted because he's like, th- when I heard this song, it just reminded me how beautiful that color is and how it it is more of a unifier than anything. Mm. And and the song kind of goes there. It, it's not a it's not an exact translation is mm-hmm. what I read about. Um, but anyway, the movie is so fun and hilarious. Mm-hmm. So uh, I highly recommend that. But if you are a book reader. Please read the book. The book mm-hmm. is so uh, always so much better than the movie. Yeah. Are there any any ladies in the movie I should know about? Any any like give me some women. <laughs> Are there any names I should know? Um, you know, a lot of them, a lot of them aren't uh, as well known. But the one that everybody is like raving about is Constance Wu. Uh, oh. She plays the main character. I've heard of, of her. Rachel. Mm-hmm. She's absolutely stunning and she's really funny in the movie mm-hmm. um aquafina people know about um i think she was in uh the new the oceans, oceans eight yeah, movie. yeah. Mm-hmm. um she is she's pecklin she is the funniest in the movie okay yeah uh in, in my opinion um Gemma chan is in my opinion also the most beautiful in the movie she plays astrid mm-hmm. uh when you see astrid you'll be like oh this is a snatch game character okay. like she mm-hmm. is gorgeous yeah like Absolutely gorgeous. Henry Golding is Nick Young. He's the the dapper, mm-hmm. like, fucking sexy ass man in it. Any like moms or grandmas? Like... So so Michelle Yeoh. Ah, uh, Michelle Yeoh. Yes. Like, who who I knew it was someone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he is. She is very good. Now I, 
she's a fine actress and she's really great in the movie, mm-hmm. but the character of Eleanor in the book is like so much more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you kind of wish that it was there. The other um, popular American actor in it is Ken Jeong. Mm-hmm. You know him? Yeah. He's yeah. hilarious yeah. in the movie too. He's in um, like everything. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and there's, you know, there's uh, a little gay character, uh, Jimmy Yang, who's very funny in mm-hmm. it. Um, uh, yeah, just go see it. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, if you want to see beautiful people, also go see it you know what i mean yeah. like it is every single cast member is absolutely gorgeous yeah all right yeah i mean it already has a sequel uh, oh that's right well yeah. the book is a trilogy oh good i'm hoping because the the ending is very different than the book uh-huh i'm hoping that they're just making that like so that this could sit alone mm-hmm. but maybe they're gonna reveal more in the second book right. in the second movie yeah maybe they didn't know if they'd be able to, they'd be able to have a sequel exactly yeah, yeah they didn't know yeah. how big it was gonna be yeah but mm-hmm. uh yeah this i mean the book's been around for a little while mm-hmm. um but uh, i'm happy they made it into movie it, yeah it, it totally fits well i think that's great i think between that and pose getting a second season it's like Poe! yeah oh yeah it's it's, ah! it's nice to see you know something other than than just white people in oh media, my god totally. you know just telling new stories Ugh, yeah, pose. yeah yeah i yeah. love pose yeah i'm st- i still have not caught up oh my god it. you have to watch it i know and season two isn't gonna have any ryan murphy in involved oh yeah. which i'm really excited about yeah yeah um, um yeah i'll probably binge it at some point i'll wait for like a rainy weekend yeah just you know it's great yeah oh it's so good um the other movie that i got to watch on the plane obviously there's plane movies but mm-hmm. if you, i mean i watched a book club because oh, i just had to yes with diane lane oh diane keaton um, did she did she hoot she she there's one moment when she's on a floating swan in the pool oh, god and then her kids walk in on her and she falls and she's like oh oh, oh. <laughs> how many turtlenecks uh oh every scene every, she's even in the pool um <laughs> you know what maybe in the pool she's not wearing a bathing suit she's not naked she's she's clothed yeah yeah um but there's a lot of black pantsuits oh she yeah. looks fantastic of course yeah um but uh, uh candace bergen is oh candy is, she has this white cat in the movie mm-hmm. candace bergen is probably my favorite character in uh, the, in i love candace movie. bergen yeah she's a great actress she's yeah. fabulous yeah uh, and then I also watched Life of the Party with Melissa McCarthy. I wanted to see that because it's like you know, Mom goes to college. You 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 will love it. It's mm-hmm. a sleepy time movie. Uh huh. Um, it's it's funnier the longer it goes. Maya Rudolph is in it. Oh, good. Um, so you at least have her. Um, and at the end, Christina Aguilera comes. It's mm-hmm. it's it's good. It gets better as the movie goes on. Comparing in terms of funniness to like the boss, the boss is funnier. Okay, because the boss also has and Spy is funnier. Oh, I think I saw Spy. Oh, Spy is so good. Um, was Maya Rudolph in the boss? I don't remember. I don't think so. No, she you know because it's it all, was Kristen Bell, right? It was it was Kristen Bell. There's that whole world of you know Maya Rudolph was in like uh, Bridesmaids, like right. you know they all kind of pop up in the same things. Um, all right. Well, I will check them out. You should, Mary. Thanks, thanks for the recos. Yeah. Um, well, I um, just, you know, do, was there any other recommendations or things that you, did you want to talk about Barcelona? Barcelona. Um, I did see, I did see a drag queen perform. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was really hard for me to go out because in Barcelona, all the parties start at like 1231. Yeah. yeah. And like. I was tired from sightseeing and being on the beach and getting sun and mm-hmm. eating. I mm. ate everything. Did you have churros? I did not have any of the churros. I did not. Go back. <laughs> Go back. I did not have the churros, uh, but I did have uh, patatas bravas like oh, every day. Yeah. <laughs> um, the best thing I drank there was actually their vermouth. Uh, they don't make it like the Italians do. They make it sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was 
it was just the best thing to eat I, I or drink. I just got on a vermouth high mm-hmm. um, before I ate every yeah. single every single night. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I went to I went to this club called Believe. Oh, um, believe, believe, and there was a drag queen that performed. I don't remember her name, mm-hmm. but I have to tell you, Mary's. It was so bad. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Uh. It was. I. I wanted to root for her. So I mean, I tipped her because you know, God damn it, you got to tip a bitch, right? But um, she barely knew the words. She didn't dance. She just kind of walked around with a microphone, but wasn't singing. She was just lip syncing. Um, and she barely knew the words. So I'm kind of like, what were you doing tonight, sweetheart? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, I think you need a bracelet yeah. if you want to get into the meet and greet. Right. Yeah. I think we need a jacket here. <laughs> yeah. I could not believe it. I Number could not believe third. it. Yes. Right. Um, so, yeah. So she wasn't very good. Yeah. So I stopped watching her and I just like talked with a bartender for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got too loud. And so I left. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it got too loud. Well, in the bar, yeah, oh, I, I was see, just like, yeah. all right, this mm-hmm. is, I'm, I'm done. Yeah, um, yeah, I went to a few gay bars, uh, but obviously, I went too early. Yeah, like I think, uh, I think I started at like eleven. Yeah, and then like lost steam at around like one one thirty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember going when I was there. I went to this one. I went to, went to a couple gay bars. Did you go to Boyberry Mary? Oh, I don't remember. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. It's a, uh, it's like a cruising uh, oh, place. Oh, oh, you no. like buy? It's like a sex shop, and then there's also like, oh, like a labyrinth to cruise in. Oh no, we did go to a bar with a back room. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't go in. I was oh, like, no, mm, I'm sure. Yeah, it was, it was uh, when I was there because I when I was working at Hornet, oh, right. we had our like this like meeting there. Oh, okay. Um, and so we all went out after dinner one night to you know do the bars, and we went to this one place, and I was like. I'm gonna go to the back room and like run into one of my coworkers. No, Ouch. and so then we went to this other place that was just—it's kind of like going to the Ritz. It was just like wall-to-wall people, and I was like, oh, "When fuck. does this get fun? When oh. does this get fun?" <laughs> and then, oh, and they like—they take your stuff. Like the bar is at the back, and then like the coat check is—they like throw your stuff in a bag and then put it in the back, and you're like. I'm never going to see this coat yeah, again. Yeah, right. Yeah. And right. so it was like, ugh, now I have to go through the trouble of like getting the bag. I'm getting my coat and getting the hell out of here. Right. Um, yeah, it was a, it was a lot. Okay. Yeah. That's, I mean, I yeah. had a good time. I didn't go to, I, I didn't do the gay bars as much as probably I should have, but mm-hmm. like I did a lot of amazing other things. Yeah. Um, I did run into uh, th- these two straight guys mm-hmm. um, at a bar and boy, did they have a fucking story. Um, one of them, they're both, one of them was from New York. One of them's from Texas. Ugh. They were both very open-minded and very like pro-gay and fabulous. Was that a gay bar? No, mm-hmm. it was at a, just a regular kind of tapas bar. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of them uh, was asking me love advice because he was dating two women. Um, one of them he had been dating for seven years and then he was just started dating this other girl. As you do. And then halfway <laughs> through me giving him advice, he's like, I found out that the other woman was his secretary or his assistant. And I'm like, uh, this changes everything. Like, like, this is awful. Yeah, you're not dating another woman. You're having an affair with your secretary. He's 26. Oh, God. Um, The other one, uh, yeah, the other one was uh, being dicked around by this girl. And he liked this other girl. And then there's this other girl. And then he was dating this other girl for seven years. And I'm just like, boys, boys. Yeah. Just stop. Just enough. And then, but this is, this was what I found interesting that I thought maybe you could chime in on. So the guy that was dating the two girls and deciding on if he should stay with the seven year relationship or start dating his assistant. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, well, you know, at the end of the day, I'm not really that interested in either of them. I'm just interested in the Dallas Cowboys. Wow. These and, are some bumps. and so I said back to him, I'm like, 
uh, Forrest, that sounds really gay. His name's Forrest? Yes. Uh, <laughs> the other one's name was Carter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Forrest was like, uh, so I Forrest said, I was, I was like, that's really gay. And he's just like, uh, that joke's like, the joke's really old. Like, that's like a 10 year old joke. I'm like, no, 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 no. It's not like I'm saying that's so gay. I'm saying like it's really homoerotic yeah. that you're more interested in football players than two women that you're dating. Like, right. that's hot. So maybe you should just show me your whole forest. <laughs> Let me see the forest through the trees. You he know what I'm saying? would have been really mean to you. The, you know, the, the big tell with him that he said to me, and I, you would have jumped on, on all of this, not him, but on all of this. He One of the things he said was, he's like, you know, I keep people at a distance. I don't get really emotionally invested in people and mm-hmm. I don't let them get too close to me. Mm. Yeah, that's one way to do it. Um, well, he sounds like a winner. These sound like two very lucky women. <laughs> I'm sure they're like, God, I hope he picks me. Um, oh, God. Yeah, I mean, I guess all I can say is like, yep, I know a lot of gay guys like that. Yeah, I you know. know? And, and, you know, I'm, I'm glad that you chimed in that mm-hmm. because I, I didn't think that this we were separated by sex no. or by, by like preference, you mm-hmm. know, or yeah. orientation. It was uh, all just kind of like very familiar. I'm like, mm-hmm. you're basically raging. Yeah. But mm-hmm. you're 26 and you make a six figure salary. Yeah. Well, you're absolutely raging. I mean, how many gay men? That's exactly what they're yeah. doing. They're in they're young. They're making a shit ton of money. Yeah. And they don't have any kids or spouses or, you know, responsibilities other than themselves to he's, spend it on. He's not on social media because he doesn't want his... Mm. girls to find out about his things. girls and he said well, that's those are his words i know no i know and I, yeah. uh and uh, you know to, to top it all off which was fine um he paid for my drinks oh well he's not such a bad guy after <laughs> all i guess like you can stay uh well carter what's he what's he doing so carter was very sweet mm-hmm. um he was very uh he lives in texas mm-hmm. uh but he was very sweet i don't know what his job was mm-hmm. um it didn't he uh, you know it was so uninteresting that i yeah. forgot about it yeah but he seemed very sweet um he seemed more the beta mm-hmm. and forrest was the alpha yeah um but they were calling each other out left and right mm-hmm. which i liked i like seeing that dynamic because you rarely i rarely get to hear straight men talk yeah and mm-hmm. so it was i was kind of like this is great like sure they're treating me like a gay guy but when they talk to each other i'm hearing them talk about girls and i'm hearing them call each other out on what's fucked up and mm-hmm. how you shouldn't treat people like that and yada 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 and i'm like okay i'm seeing this now yeah um and you know they were everything that i was saying they were like giving me props to or the other one was giving me props to Mm -hmm. yeah so i was like okay the alpha's not gonna give credit yeah well he was giving me credit for what i was telling to carter oh of course yeah but nothing to him because he can't be told anything well right exactly um i so at work i sit across from two straight guys and one is more of an alpha and one's more of a beta you've told me um yeah and there and i like both of them a lot and um, and I get to see this all the time. I get to see them interacting all the time. And it's so funny. The longer you you watch straight men interacting, because of course they don't, they don't cross my path. Like they don't cross my path that often. Um, and it's so fun when you when you get to see the nuances of the relationship. Sure. And you're like, oh, I see you're how just this sweet works. little gooses. Yeah, this is how they interact. Yeah. And, it's and I mean, funny. I'm I'm going in on Forest, but mm-hmm. like. I I would have a drink with them again. Like they're mm-hmm. they were really nice yeah. and really sweet and really kind. Mm-hmm. But just like I would kind of say what's fucked up about a guy two timing somebody, a gay guy two timing somebody. I mm-hmm. you know this guy's two timing these two and lying. Yeah. I'm just yeah. like this is really fucked up. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's and he didn't really feel that bad about it. No, I'm not surprised. You know, I I think 
I think especially New York. I mean, that's your assistant. I'm like, come on. And you're 26, and you have an assistant. And the assistant is 10 years older than her. Okay. I mean, you know, everybody is valid. If you know, whatever. She's not aged out, but it's just like, dude, you need to like grow into some big boy pants and figure out what you're doing with your life Ugh, or just be 26 and fuck around for a while what I do know. i know yeah you're, you're right that's true yeah that's i mean true. you know, keep buying gay guys drinks and you'll be fine talking about the dallas cowboys mm-hmm. you know just keep being open and liberal yeah. i mean they were both very open and liberal which i really appreciated mm-hmm. uh that i didn't feel because i we even had this discussion because they're like do you face homophobia on a daily basis i'm like well I mean, I was very reluctant to speak to you both because mm-hmm. I was overhearing your discussion earlier and I'm like, these are straight men that yeah. I'm afraid of. Did you tell them about All Right Mary? No. Oh, because I feel like, <laughs> yeah. I told them that I would invite them to a chorus concert and that they could come and, and that it would be mm-hmm. great and whatever and let me know. And yeah. and then Forrest was like, that's really off brand for me. Like it would, it would come out of nowhere if I brought a girl to a gay chorus concert. I'm like, well, you know, what other reason to do it? Off brand that's what he said oh i am (laughs) i am nauseous um well great Uh, he's figuring shit out yeah i know but it's just like off brand oh you are going in the wrong direction at 26 he's he's figuring shit out and also making tons of money twice as if not much more than i was when i was 26 Mm -hmm. yeah yeah good for him Good for him. All right, maybe he'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, well, great. Well, that's, that's Barcelona. That's, I mean, there's so much that happened in Barcelona. It was fabulous. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I had a great time. Yeah. But we covered the important things: straight yeah. guys, gay bars, nude beaches. I went to mm-hmm. the nude beach almost every day. Mm-hmm. It was fabulous. At, in Sitges? No, in Barcelona. It was called Marbella. Marbella. Yeah. Okay. Marbella. Yeah. What are the What are the consonants in that word? Um, yeah, it was uh, amazing water. Um, really, really freeing, really mm-hmm. nice. Uh, mostly gay guys and some women, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it was great. Yeah, oh, good. Yeah, we I, I, I like oh, a really relaxing time. Mm-hmm. So. Well, welcome back. Thanks, Mary. I'm yeah. glad to be back. Mm-hmm. Uh, any any other tidbits for the summer, Mary? Yes, I in fact do. Um, I do want to mention. I just need to give some love and praise to our squirrel friends. Oh Their my season god! Six review. It's everything I needed to be. I mean, like. Amanda's Courtney act impression, it's like... Oh my God, how how terribly good is it? It's, I mean, it's it's perfect. It's just, and it and it changes every time. Yes. And Nick's Laganja is, I feel like she keeps saying this, this should be a video podcast. And, I, and Nick right. just said in the most recent episode that, well, now it's going to be like two weeks ago, um, that he's going to do like uh, some kind of lip sync. Okay. And like a lip sync video like he did with the BB one. Right, 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 right. And I'm so excited. It's just so fun to he's like. He's so good at Laganja being school as fuck. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He like can get that tone so well. With mm-hmm. When I think I just recently heard him talking about, or Laganja talking about a door mm-hmm. and Nick doing that. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I think Laganja says something like, it's really difficult to watch my friend exceeding in this competition. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it. That's school as fuck. Oh my God. That's exactly Nick's it. Nick's so good at it. Yeah. Yeah, I also love their deepening appreciation of Jocelyn Fox. Of course, they're like they see and it. Trinity K. Bonet. Yeah, like they see it. Yeah, they're like oh yeah, and Jocelyn like in the Oh No She But a Don't episode, I was like, come on, come, come on, on, mention come it, on. mention it. I'm the Fox. She's actually really great. I was like, <laughs> I know, I've been saying this from time immemorial. You know, oh. it just is so validating. Yeah, um, and and you know, and I'm mentioning this only because you know she's mentioned on the podcast. But congratulations to Amanda for her sobriety. Oh um, right. That is, uh, it's so really hard. It's really hard. Yeah, and I think you know I have navigated those waters m- m- in many ways, and 
um, it's a huge challenge and a huge inspiration. Sure. And I think, you know, it's funny because they have a podcast called Cocktail Hour, and you think, yeah. and, one, and one of the, you know, cornerstones is like, oh, we get drunk, and it, and it's always you know really funny. And I could see there being a concern of like, oh, am I still going to be able to like do this if I'm not drunk? I mean, she does the Teen Mom podcast sober, and it's oh great. Oh my god, it's so good. But I honestly, like, I love, I I have loved Squirrel Friends since May since of May. whenever I started listening. Yeah. But like. It's even funnier now. Oh, I know. Like, I think because Amanda's even more present, and right. it's just like more of Amanda. Oh, yeah. Who's just, you know, great. Oh, Amanda Kaczynski. Yeah. And so I just, it's very, um, you know, I was very inspired by that. Well, you know, I will say, uh, not because of Amanda, but to, to celebrate with Amanda, um, I should tell our Marys that I am now 15 days without cigarettes. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. It has, uh, you know, I, I quit last year and then started again mm-hmm. um, when I went to Italy. Uh, God damn Italy. That, yeah. It was just like, oh, it's just so great sitting out and mm-hmm. smoking yeah, there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so when I went to Barcelona, I said, you know what, I'm going to use this opportunity to start mm-hmm. new habits. And so I'm 15 days without a cigarette. Yeah. Um, and I really, really want one, but yeah. I'm going to continue to to push past it mm-hmm. um, and keep watching my bank accounts, you know, just grow every single day because yeah. I'm not spending $15 on a pack of cigarettes. It, yeah, it, you certainly feel it. Yeah. No, I have been um, changing my relationship. You know, I've had a very conflicted relationship with marijuana for years, uh, which you certainly know. Um, there have been times where I've been permastoned, then I've been able to take a break. There have been times where it's been fine and times where it's not. And I kind of go back and forth. And uh, I've been kind of switching over to, I've been recognizing that I can't go cold turkey. It's just where I'm at. I can't. Um, And I, so I need to have a plan. And so I've been, um, and this is in the past few weeks, I have started, uh, you know, replacing with CBD. I've gotten using CBD. Yeah. Who was, uh, Michelle Visage was Mm -hmm. talking about CBD. I mean, it's got, you know, a host of benefits other than just like helping to transition off. Um, But it's, I mean, because we, you know, can obviously increase your anxiety oh yeah and so like smoking I watched it, it yeah and so smoking it to address anxiety is not helpful right and it is incredible what cbd does for anxiety oh, good for you. it's not bullshit like i just feel i see it in small ways i can i feel better i feel more motivated um it feels really good and like and you know i feel like in in the past few months it was like i kept meeting people or running into you know situations of where someone was like oh i just you know i either i am sober or i just got sober recently and it was like something comes up enough times in your life and totally. then amanda talking about it i was like oh yeah i was like okay universe and i've been thinking about this for a while right. i was like okay all yeah. right so just hearing her story about going back to the doctor yeah. and the doctor being like uh you're fine yeah. and her being like i know like yeah it's, it's so rewarding to hear mm-hmm. that 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 much work because you just have to push through yeah and all the delusions that come with addictions right and, and compulsive you know behaviors and you know and i've carried that of thinking that like you know the the real world is unbearable and i need to be a little high to deal with it you know rupaul talks about this all the time and i so identify yep. with what he's talking about i did i have done the same thing you numb yourself and then when you stop doing it and you test it you're like Oh, reality's fine. Yeah, this is fine. Oh, this is good. It's actually really nice to be present. It's better. Actually, yeah. interacting is so much easier. Oh, yeah, I can talk to people. Yeah, I'm not so like, oh, I gotta stay awake because I don't sure. handle it because I'm stoned. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't had pot in a very long time, and yeah. it feels uh, really important for me mm. um, to just kind of not do it. it and you yeah. know what? For the first time in a very, very long time, it's in my house. Yeah. And I'm not smoking it. Like, yeah. it's in there, and I'm just like, ugh, oh, no. Yeah, that's where I want to get to. I want to have... a. 
I don't know if it's possible. I don't think it is to have a casual relationship with it. I just don't think that's who I right. am. Right. It's like cigarettes. Like mm-hmm. I cannot have a casual relationship. Mm-hmm. I can't be a social smoker. Yeah. I mean, if you are a social smoker, fuck yeah, do it. You mm-hmm. know. But you know, I I can be a social drinker, but I'm yeah. not a drinker. Yeah, I'm not. I used to be a big drinker, but then I started smoking more pot. Right. And so it's like, oh, I haven't had a drink in weeks. Yeah. But I know, like, and I've done this in the past when I would try to quit. All of a sudden, there's a bottle of wine in my fridge, mm. and all of a sudden, I'm drinking the whole thing in the day. Like. It's not the substance. I don't love being stoned. I don't love being drunk. I just have addictive tendencies. Sure. You know, and so, but I think that instead of just enduring it, I think I'm actually treating it. Okay. With CBD. All right. You know, I don't think I'm replacing it. I really do think that I'm treating it. Yeah. I'm treating whatever the anxieties are, the depression that I'm using the weed to address. And so CBD is something that maybe you'll have a lifelong relationship Mm -hmm. with? That's what I'm thinking because I think it's. you know, I mean, I've had anxiety, I've dealt with anxiety and depression sure. for much of my life, mm-hmm. and it's um, it's saved some people's lives who've had crippling depression, crippling yeah. anxiety, or back pain. Yeah, 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 and 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 certainly to help with sleep, things like that. And so I, it can hurt. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and so I'm I'm excited about it. I it, just today I was like, God, I'm so excited about CBD. I'm so excited about how I feel about this. Yeah, um, Marys who are using it, I'd love to talk to you about it. I'm I'm just like really wanting to embrace this as like not like oh here's like you know here's the diet coke version you know mm-hmm. but like here's something that i actually enjoy sure you know um so yeah so how that's, do you take it is it an oil um yeah i have a vape pen so oh. you know i just i buy the cartridges okay and you know i got a pretty good de- there's a place like two two blocks from my office um had a really good deal do you think the vape is is also part of like taking Taking I, place of smoking yes, like a joint. Yes, it's, it's recognizing that there's also just the the habit and sure. the, the you know and replacing that with something that's exactly the same is helpful in this first stage. You right, know, and maybe right. over time I have a different method because yeah. maybe vaping is a little triggering. You okay. know, um, I don't know. I'm I'm just kind of letting myself explore, not beating myself up. You know, and just recognizing that like right now we are just working on changing a routine. There you go. And it's what you do most of the time. Yeah, you just mm-hmm. have to. When you're changing a habit, you have to put something in its place. Yes, you, you have can't to replace just, it. Yeah, you mm-hmm. can't just get something out. No, because then there's just a gap. Right, and exactly. And things fall in. Exactly. You fall in. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Fall into the gap, man. You so to speak. I mean, I was more of a Banana Republic boy. Oh, yeah. I was so. more of a structure guy. Oh, yeah. Structure. <laughs> yeah, just folding mm. sweaters with structure. Um, so anyway, there's our little addiction corner. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like we're in the workroom getting ready. Well, I think, I mean, just hearing just hearing from a lot of our Marys, like, mm-hmm. I I just think that we are, I don't know, there's some things that we, we can't just censor on this. Like, it, oh. they're too important to talk about. Oh, I have no problem talking about this. No, totally. You I know? think this is great. I think uh, that there's a lot of sober Marys. Right. Probably a lot of people who maybe want to be sober. Right. You know? I mean, and as and using Amanda's words, like, we don't want to wax poetic here. No. Um, but, like, this podcast, it, it, it does help us. It oh. helps us uh, probably more than it helps some of our listeners that we get s- such amazing letters from. Yeah. Yeah, like, when we get, like, really nice feedback, I'm like, you have no idea. Yeah, you have no idea. Like, like we have come, both you and I, Colin, have mm-hmm. come out of very, very dark places and if you go back to like episode one of All Right Mary, mm-hmm. like we're in those places. Yeah. But I think we seem pretty happy. I mean, <laughs> you can't really hear us, but that helps, you know. Um, but, you know, I have listened to that episode and I got to say, like, the content is still pretty good. Good, Mary. I'm, I'm glad. I'm pretty proud of it. One day I'll listen to it. It's <laughs> no, really, the content's solid. I mean, this sounds whatever, but what are you going to do? Yeah. But you got to start somewhere. Right. I had no, to no, even absolutely. accept that with in the details that. 
the first few episodes, there were things I didn't like. Sure. There was, you know, I was learning how to edit that way. It's a different style. It's a different mic. There were some weeks where I was like, oh, God, why does it sound like that? And it's like only really in the episode, like part two of Cherishing Valerie, where I was like, oh, God, okay, I think I figured it out. But so it takes some time. And it's like, and that's after two years of All Right, Mary. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's a, there's, was it a, I can't think if it's like an adage or if it was like advice that I heard somewhere, but like, you have an to stop adage? like an old adage adage yeah, yeah. Adage. see he goes to barcelona and barcelona. all of a sudden you know um is it uh i think it's like you have to stop talking about what you're gonna do mm-hmm. and then just do it oh yeah because if you keep talking about what you're gonna do you're just all talk right yep. so mm-hmm. you have to be able to do it and then talk about how you've done it mm-hmm. so if there if there, there's a creative project that you want to do mary just do it yeah just Go, just start. Start doing something active. And and yeah. hate it. And that's fine. Yeah. But you 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 might as well fucking hate it rather mm-hmm. than like hate that you haven't done it. Yeah. The artist's way talks about like you need to be willing to create bad art. Yes. Like you need to be willing to create bad art because you're creating and it's this matter of like it's allowing. Right. And the allowing is for good and bad art. And I think it's a perfect also it's a wonderful distraction or uh, maybe even something to input in place of an addiction, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of doing something that's harming your body, perhaps you're going to create something in its place. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm still figuring out how to be more time efficient with in the details, but like some of these episodes I've spent like an entire Sunday, like just in like tunnel vision of just editing and, oh. and just, you know, putting things together and like, you know, I'm not trying to say, Oh, it's so much work, but I just end up focusing on that. And I'm not getting bored. I'm not just sitting in front of my computer oh, that, going. That, that's that you're in the zone. Yes. Man. Yeah. Because I mostly, I mean, really, like smoking pot. Like I mostly do it because I'm bored or I'm used to it. Sure. You know, it. It. That's kind of the primary reason. And so it's like when I do that, it's like a getting stoned is going to make me less good at this. Right. It's going to make the final product not as good. And B, it's like when I'm doing this, I'm like, I don't even think you don't about need that. it. Yeah. Yeah. This is all you have I your, do. your new high. You know, I, I got to tell you, my new job, I guess it's not so new anymore, two years, but out, after teaching, I got a new job. Mm-hmm. And when I'm at work, like I have the laser focus mm-hmm. where like nothing can stop me from finishing this passage, you know? Yeah. And mm-hmm. so I don't, uh, that feeling of like investment mm-hmm. is. is totally worth it to yeah. have a high and to bring you somewhere else it's mm-hmm. transcendent it's yeah. really really lovely yeah i think it <clears throat> and i get paid to do it you yeah. know it's oh god i just I talking it, with forrest you know he like hated his job but yeah. like it made him a lot of money i'm like okay it's not worth it i mean i think it's like you know something like that it's it's like climbing a mountain addiction and things like that are like climbing a mountain but when with an addiction you get to the top of the mountain and it's a cliff you just fall down with something like that you get to the top of the mountain and there's an amazing view sure right you know right and you don't fall off the side of the mountain yeah and so i think that like you just have to trust you have to build those tracks and just trust that like this is going to be better than the addiction that's right yeah senior martini mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> the train will come the train will come work on your house yes work on your house francis yeah for our matreons you're work- sad you're boring <laughs> That's yeah, uh, under the Tuscan Sun references for our uh, non-matrix. Thank listeners. you, Ross. I'll yeah. take that. Thank on. you, Ross. Um, you know, uh, this has kind of been a lovely little chat, Mary. Yeah. Um, we hope that our uh, our Marys will continue to listen. I, do we want to talk about what we're doing next, or do you have anything more to add about summer tidbits? Um, I don't no, mean to cut you off. No, okay. I have some Matreon notes, but maybe I'll save it for our Matreon episode. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, I know that we uh, we want to do Dragula season two next. Mm-hmm. 
Um, we there might be a chance that we're going to take a little break in there to do something else that might not happen. So we're yeah. not going to. It doesn't mean there, we're not going to have an episode every week. It just means we might do something different instead of something more specifically drag. Right. It might be an interview with mm-hmm. a queen. It mm-hmm. might be uh, something more special than yeah. that. You know. But I think it's like Mary's who've been with us for a, for a little while. You know, it's the off season. We're yeah. gonna we're gonna kind of bounce around, do different things, but. Um, it's all good. Yeah. Like, if we don't cover a drag race season, it's going to be worth it. Right. You know? Right, 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 um, right. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm excited to get into Dragula. Yeah. You know, and, and kind of revisit it and um, figure out who I... Well, I kind of... I. Do you know, like, do you know who you're like, who your favorite is going in already? I know who I'm going to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to watch Victoria Elizabeth Black. Yeah, me too. I'm going to watch her. Because I was, I was watching... Uh, uh, bitch pudding mm-hmm. and uh, the other one, Apora. Uh, yes, yeah. I was watching those two during the season. Yes, and Victoria Elizabeth Black. Like I kept noticing every week, mm-hmm. but I wasn't watching as much as mm-hmm. the other two. And and meanwhile, she's just doing like, oh my god, she's brilliant, amazing drag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I just I say it every time, but when she gets out of drag, Ugh. it's like, <laughs> oh my, and you're hot. Well, a lot of them, you know, a lot of them. I'm like, oh yeah. Okay. Well, like Victoria was like, oh, so you're like my type. Got I'll get it. I'll get yeah. in that coffin with you. Oh. Absolutely. Nail it shut. Going nowhere. Nail me shut. Nail me shut. (laughs) Bury me in that tomb. (laughs) Natalia, play a (laughs) come. Fabulous. Fabulous. Um, So, so yeah, so Dragula season two is next with the Boulay brothers. Oh, it'll be nice to see them again. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think it's going to be really fun. It's going to be an interesting... uh, exploration of, of some other kinds of drag. Well, listen, Mary, it's just another plug. If you are coming to DragCon or live in New York or in the area, um, let us know if you are uh, interested or are able to come to an event on Friday evening um, that Colin and I kind of want to have, either a casual meet and greet or maybe a live event or mm-hmm. something with some trivia. Um, I think this is September 25th. It's sure. Whatever the weekend of DragCon New York is, it's that Friday we're talking yes, about. Yes, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so let us know. Uh, we would love that. You can reach out to us at All Right Mary on Twitter, but more preferably, please let us know via email at allrightmarypodcast mm-hmm. at gmail.com, um, or you can find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com and uh, contact us through the contact there. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also find me on Instagram. I'm Johnny also. And as you know, you can find more of me and more of Valerie Cherish and lots of other nuanced actresses on In the Details, my little celebration of nuance. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at Colin Drucker. And you can find more of both of us at patreon.com backslash allrightmary, which if you are one of our Matreons, you know you get a bonus episode every single week. Mm-hmm. Um, we just did Sister now Act 2. We just did Now and Then. <laughs> <laughs> and next up is Unscheduled. Rose. Just kidding. Rose? Well, I mean, Who's it, Rose? it can be unscheduled, but we do have uh, penciled in Rosemary's Baby. Oh, oh, yes. We have <laughs> Rosemary's Baby. Yes. Um, you know, and and we've gotten lots of requests and recommendations, just so you know, like, we're hearing them and we're we, have, we have some more scheduling to do. We've got some... October, uh, maybe some spooky episodes we yes. can work in. Maybe some hocusy pocusy kind of episodes. And Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, and, Beetlejuice. Mm, yeah, we have the witches. Oh, that the we witches. About. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, the witches is. I mean, like, I mean that. I've, I've. That's a childhood favorite. Right. We have the craft. We have Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. We have Poltergeist. Yeah, which of course I did an in the details episode of. So I'm more than happy to talk about Joe Beth Williams some more. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Two. Oh, it's which so is gay. the gayest one. So gay. Um, Rope and Rebecca. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see what kind of we can make. We 
we can put into uh, the, mm-hmm. uh, the October. And if there's one that you, Mary, are like, you have to check this out, let us know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let us know. Yeah. Um, I think to wrap things up, as usual, we've got a last chance lip sync for you. Nice. Um, this, uh, I think this is probably going to end up on season 11. I, th- I think some of the queens have already been performing it. No surprise. It's an amazing song. It's, of course, Robin's latest single, Missing You, because mm-hmm. I know you've been you've been missing us. <laughs> we've been missing you. Yes, We've Mary. been missing you. Mm. And so um, we're back. You're back. And um, we will see you next week for Dracula. All right, Mary. We'll see you next week. Bye. There's this empty space you left behind. Now you're not here with me.